Hey guys, on episode 116 of the XJ Talk Show, we learn from at least one famous aftermarket supplier that the new 2014 Jeep Cherokee cannot be lifted. We give thanks and say hi to our new YouTube subscribers and play some new voicemails from our listeners. We also chat about the recent weather here in the Northwest and how my Jeep fared through all the snow and ice. And we give you some helpful winter recovery pointers with an all-new Jeep Tips. All that and more on this week's XJ Talk Show. Wave, winch jockey! Talk Show News Desk. Local governments everywhere declaring Valentine's Day Singles Awareness Day. For a full report, stay tuned till after the show. Hey, Stud. It's time for the XJ Talk Show. Now, here's my two favorite boys, Tony and Josh. <laughs> Hey, welcome to episode 116 of the XGA Talk Show. Uh, you know him, you love him, my co-host Josh, Northwest 99 XJ. How's it going, Josh? Not too shabby, Tony. Glad to be here and really looking forward to tonight's show. As am I. I'm always looking forward. Boy, you know, I'm fancied up tonight. I got a shirt on with a collar. I'm see that, I see that you dressed up. That's great when you got the memo. <laughs> I'm wearing clothes. You can't ask for much more. Well, we can see the shirt. Uh, and I'll take your word for the rest. <laughs> yes. Yes, indeed. So if you guys aren't aware, we do this show every Thursday, 10 p.m. Uh, Central Time, that is. God's Time, as I call it. And uh, we're here on YouTube Live. You can uh, join us uh, by going to XJ Talk. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I've already messed it up. Let's start over. No. Uh, <laughs> you can go to YouTube.com slash XJ Talk and join in on the fun. And uh, actually, we start about uh, 15 minutes before showtime, a little pre-show. We'll keep going after the show about 15, 20 minutes probably. So you get to see some of the inner workings, as Josh would say, as the so- how the sausage is made. Yeah, that's right. Yep, all kinds of good stuff. A little bit of joking, a little bit of fun, and and well, you get to uh, you only get a chance to know get to know Tony and I a little bit better uh, with the pre-show and the post-show type of chit chat that we do. And uh, as you ought to know by now, but if you don't, this is the XJ Talk Show, a podcast about Jeep Cherokees, off-roading, and the tech that needs you that you need to get back, get there and back. Easy for me to say. Well, uh, we're here to promote the webs. I'm thinking to myself, I'm reading this great. And then I start thinking, what am I doing? Oh, yeah, I'm reading. <clears throat> we're here to promote the web's most premier website of all that is Jeep Cherokee, xjtalk.com, the friendliest and most helpful Jeep site on the web. That would be the internet. So we, are, we, we at xjtalk.com encourage uh, and answer all questions and concerns that the first-time XJ owners typically have without flaming or criticizing all while giving you the best, most in-depth articles and write-ups for the repairs, modifications that take your average XJ to the next level. Now get ready. It's the XJ Talk Show. It starts right now. First week in G. Well, as I started off our comment section on our YouTube channel here, uh, I'm not going to go this show without a little bit of Cherokee bashing. And I'm talking about the 2014 Cherokee, of course. Cannot bash the XJ. Gotta love the XJ. Well, the 2014 Cherokee will be nearly impossible to lift. That's right. Courtesy of Soulfish on JeepForum.com for sharing this information. In reply to an inquiry about the possibilities of lifting the new 2014 Jeep Cherokee, Rocky Road Outfitters replied, quote, long story short, it's not going to be possible to lift the new Cherokee. Long story long, 
The front end does not have an alignment adjustability. The only way to align the front is to loosen and slightly shift the cradle, which does not provide enough adjustment to lift the vehicle. In case you might think, well, hey, just build a new lower cross member or new lower control arm. Well, you could. It's possible with enough fabrication work, but to change the lower section of that, you're going to have to remove the entire front clip. Now, this is an aluminum subframe, which uh, supports the entire front of the engine, radiator, and, well, everything in front of the front axles. To remove that control arm and that whole lower assembly would probably be $1,000 mechanic job at the very least and beyond the skills, of course, of most do-it-yourselfers. Therefore, we had to admit defeat and will not be producing a suspension lift for this Jeep. Really sucks. We're disappointed. End quote. So for all you people out there that may be turning a corner on liking or disliking the new KL, as its designator uh, is, this may, be the, uh, this may settle the debate once and for all. Thanks a lot, Jeep. So to date, the only aftermarket support for this Jeep specifically are WeatherTech floor mats and a MagnaFlow catback exhaust system. Ooh, lots of good stuff there, let me tell you. Well, so we're going to keep uh, keep an eye on that, and of course, I'll let you guys know if anything changes on that, and if anybody steps up to the plate and decides, hey, we're going to go ahead and make some suspension components for this thing, good luck. I actually got a chance to uh, check out some of the uh, first shots of the undercarriage of the new Cherokee. <laughs> it ain't pretty, let me just say that. And uh, apparently, there's another company out there that's been agreeing with what we've been saying here on the XJ Talk Show for quite a while now. Consumer Reports is calling the new 2014 Jeep Cherokee half-baked. The new Jeep Cherokee falls short of the hype, Consumer Reports magazine has said on Tuesday, citing the sport utility vehicle for a choppy ride and clumsy handling. It's a contemporary design that had potential, but despite a few high points, overall we found it half-baked. Now, it has more than eight, uh, uh, Consumer Reports has more than 8 million print and online subscribers, and obviously, well, the word is getting out. They say the Cherokee, quote, is an uneven package and the score's too low to be recommended. Consumer Reports added, that the test Cherokee that they had, it was equipped with a four-cylinder engine, and they had another one as well with a six-cylinder six cylinder engine. Uh, they favored the larger engine, saying the four-cylinder was not only underpowered, but also very inefficient as far as fuel economy goes. The nine-speed transmission is unrefined, as they say, and sometimes even unresponsive. Consumer Reports said the success of the Cherokee, which replaced the Liberty in Jeep's lineup, is seen as critical to Chrysler's success. After all, Chrysler did invest $550 million in its Toledo, Ohio plant to produce the new vehicle. Is the future of the new Cherokee at risk? Well, one can only hope. <laughs> well, I don't wish ill on anyone, and I, I'll, I'll go back to the same thing I say over and over again. Just change the name. Uh, yeah. Know, uh, just don't call it my... It's like having this ugly child and somebody naming... Somebody having this ugly child... And naming it after your child. It's it's a great honor, <laughs> but oh my God, please change the name. Can we call him Junior? How about a middle name? You know, anything. I mean, there's, there's got to be another Marilyn Manson somewhere on the uh, on the planet. <laughs> and, you know, they're just, they're just hiding. They're in a closet somewhere. <laughs> so anyway, I know some of you guys out there are a little sick and tired of us bashing the, uh, the 2014 Jeep Cherokee. And, uh, you know, we want to make bad. it, yeah, <laughs> you, you beat me to it, but we, we would love to make everybody happy, but come on, this is just something near and dear to our hearts. And I know from several of you, uh, I've been hearing from it's near and dear to your heart as well. So we're going to continue on this. And, uh, uh, although we don't do bashing on the, uh, on the, the xgtalk.com site, uh, damn it. We're going to keep bashing the 2014 Jeep Cherokee till they change the name 
or until that thing uh, fades away into the distance. You know, I got to say, if if uh, if this Cherokee didn't make it so easy for us to bash <laughs> it a little bit, well, you know, we wouldn't do it. Honestly, if, if it was really hard for me to come up with this stuff every single week, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be uh, be quite as adamant of doing it every single week. But really, I mean, there's just one story after another. And and I have to pick and choose sometimes as to, as to just how I'm going to bash the new Cherokee this week. So, you know, this one just really stood out to me. When you, when you get consumer reports involved in something like the failure of a Jeep Cherokee, uh, well, and failure of a car, and specifically the Jeep Cherokee, the new one at least, uh, you know, I, I'm going to step up and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and make sure that that goes public at least here. Now, not everybody is familiar with, um, you know, Consumer Reports publications or a member of their website, uh, but this is one that really cannot go without mention. So I, I had to bring it to the attention of our listeners and, and the show and let you guys know that, uh, you know, the biggest review company on the planet is saying the new 2014 Cherokee is a POS. So, uh, hey, if, if uh, everybody usually really, really values Consumer Reports opinion and, uh, and I'm going to take it for, the, for their word. So... Uh, like I said, you know, they've been, they have been agreeing with us what we've been saying all along. So now it's official. <laughs> well, I find it really interesting about the, uh, there's no way you can lift this thing. I mean, my gosh, there's been some comparisons made to me, uh, by some of our, our British friends, uh, Jeep Cherokee owners and lovers across the pond that, uh, uh what they wondered what we would be thinking if we were doing this podcast, uh, in, uh, 1984 or three, Whenever there was mm. the switch between the the old Cherokee, which I'm not familiar with the uh, the body style name, uh, what was it? The uh, Wagoneer was it the Wagoneer that was the the full size? Well, there was there was a Cherokee Chief, and it was there the it the was Chief. based right. kind of on the on the Wagoneer platform. It was a full size Jeep. Yes. So uh, there was a Cherokee Chief, and then then came out the Cherokee that in '84 that we love. So I think they were saying, how would what would we would be would we be bashing this? 84 through 2001 Cherokee because it was different from the Cherokee chief and we probably would, but I'll, there's I'll, a good chance. Yeah. There, there is a good chance. Yeah, Honestly, and, and, uh, there, there, yeah. And that's a good argument because you know, it's something that we know and something that we love. So obviously we're going to, you know, try to protect that thing that we like. So, uh, if it was the Cherokee chief, I'm sure we'd be going, Oh, what's this thing? Look how big it is. I can't get two people in that thing. Two big boys. You can't fit in that thing. What's wrong with them? I was, what's Jeep thinking? But I'll tell you this, the story that you just said about lifting it. Well, mm -hmm. you could lift the Jeep, uh, Cherokee, uh, chief, and you can lift the Jeep Cherokee, but not the 2014. Well, look at it this way. You've been able to lift every Cherokee ever made until now. Well, we'll see what happens, but it sounds like to me there's a lot of stuff that has to go on before you would be able to do that. But somebody will do it. Mark my words. If, if they can put a you solid know, axle on a, uh, that bug that they, they call the Liberty, they can do it to this thing, too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've seen some Patriot and some Liberty lift kits coming out nowadays. And, and now both of those models have been out for quite a long time. And it's taken a little while for the aftermarket to really step up and start offering more and more support out there for as far as lift kits and suspension upgrades and, and whatnot. So there's a chance that something will happen. Now, it might not happen on the first generation. Jeep may get wind of all this and be like, yeah, well, maybe we screwed up. Let's go back to the drawing board. Let's, you know, uh, completely revamp the undercarriage and, and see if we can't make this a little bit more aftermarket friendly. Right. Uh, which would be a very good idea, Jeep. 
But uh, whether or not that's going to happen, you know, I don't know. So if they continue with the current design and just make subtle changes, uh, chances are the aftermarket support is not going to follow for quite some time, providing, of course, that the model even lasts. Well, you know, I wonder how much of it is uh, do we want to invest a lot of R&D into something uh, on a first-year vehicle like you mentioned? I mean, I, I don't think that they would yank it after a year, but it's always possible. You know, I, I'm, I'm having a hard time because I didn't get a whole lot of sleep last night recalling if there ever in automotive history has been a one-hit wonder where it, it came out for a single year, a single, uh, you know, a model came out for a single year and then went away. Uh, I, to, off the top of my head, I can't recall anything that only came out for a single year. So uh, it was, you know, would this I, be I, first? Do, I do remember one. Oh, Firefly. Please. Well, that was a movie. <laughs> no, it's actually a... A series that got canceled. Oh well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to make some of the some of the listeners moan. Oh, that's not fair. <laughs> it's a joke. Yes. So I I don't know if this is uh if if this is the end of the Cherokee. Uh, I mean, there's just been so much negativity around the model. Uh, of course, you know we're here to help. <laughs> but, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, you know whether or not this is doing any any damage or not. Uh, whether the reputation so far of this new Cherokee um, is really going to be the end of this model. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I highly doubt that this will be the first car that has ever made uh, a, you know a one uh, you know one year uh, one year offering and then gone away. Um, chances are Jeep is going to try and salvage this. They're going to give it one more shot and maybe even another one after that. I, I'm guessing two or three years. If they don't get it right by then, then, uh, yeah, say sayonara. Well, like you said, $500 million. They've, they, they've gone, They're going to put a lot of money into this. Uh, they already have. They're going to be putting a lot more. And, uh, you know, it, it well, costs a lot of money anytime they, they go start making new parts, at least till the 3D printers get in full force. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you remember, if you remember last, uh, last up, ep- I think it was last episode, maybe it was episode 114. I had mentioned that the global sales of the Wrangler are skyrocketing yeah, I can see and that. that Jeep is talking about, um, about opening up another plant just for, for us sales alone because of the increase in Wrangler sales over the last couple of years. So if Cherokee doesn't make it, I could very easily see that uh, that Chrysler Corporation could throw another you know cool million at this at this plant to do some retooling to start making Wranglers there because the Cherokees aren't selling or they decide to cancel the model. Uh, I I don't know. I mean, I, obviously they're not just going to shut a five hundred and fifty million dollar facility down. It's going to be retooled and revamped to per, you know to uh, to to make a new line. Yeah, of course. And uh, you know, I don't I don't really want to have Jeep have uh, financial difficulties. And I don't no, think they will no. as long as they keep making the Wrangler. And uh, certainly, it's not my taste, but the Grand Cherokee uh, seems to be a, a very nice vehicle. Um, uh, so I think with, with those two uh, platforms, they should be uh, going well into the future. I also wonder, too, uh, how, much, uh, how many Wrangler sales are being driven by the possibility, the rumor of them going to IFS. Because... You know, you can always put a solid axle under the 2015 uh, Wrangler, but good Lord, it'd be a lot cheaper to get a 2014 and not have to you know, do that, that. That's a really good point. You, uh, I remember a sales technique where you you introduce the fear of loss. Yes, and and basically you're you know like, hey, you can get this, but it's going away real soon, so this might be your last chance type of thing. And you know this this might be a little bit of that. Hey, we're going to threaten 
that the Wrangler is going to go through a massive change, unlike anything that the line has ever seen before, and that uh, you know the diehard Jeepers are going to have a problem with. Right. So what's that going to do? Well, everybody who has ever wanted a Wrangler or is looking to buy one is not going to wait any longer. They're going to go out and get the last one that they can that still has the drivetrain that everybody is looking for. So you know that there might be some some you know some some marketing strategies here. You know I I, I don't know, but you definitely raise a good point with that. Yeah, I'm sure somebody says, well, we're going to do it anyway, but uh, dropping this bomb now won't, uh, I mean, dropping this rumor now won't, uh, won't, shouldn't hurt things. So, I mm-hmm. mean, certainly people aren't going to go, oh, well, they're changing the Wrangler, so I'm going to stop buying it. Uh, you know, I was going to wait till 2015 uh, to get one, but I think I'm going to go to 2014. Of course, you know, there's going to be Wrangler. They've been making the JKs and the TJs and, uh, and the YJs for almost ever. And there's going to be a, uh, a Wrangler with a solid axle in the front, uh, for uh, the next 30 years, at least, as long as it doesn't get outlawed, uh, which don't don't laugh. That's always a possibility. And uh, so, <laughs> well, look at the things that are going on. You know, anyway, uh, so I don't, I'm not personally concerned. I wasn't going to go uh, spend 40, 50K for uh, a vehicle that I was going to take off-road. Uh, I've got a Jeep Cherokee. If I was going to buy uh, another vehicle to take off-road, it'd be a TJ, a YJ, or another XJ. So I'm, I'm covered. They made nearly 3 million XJs. Uh, so, you know, no worries here. Uh, I just well, think it's a shame. Speaking of XJs, um, got a couple guys in my immediate circle uh, who are in the market for Cherokees, in fact. Uh, and I'm talking about XJs. So I've got, uh, I've got a friend of a friend, actually a, a good friend of 92 Warwagon. Um, he's a, a user on xjtalk.com and I've actually mentioned him a couple times here in the podcast. Uh, we had just done a, a four and a half inch long arm, rough country, long arm kit on his Jeep here recently. Um, his buddy is looking to get a Cherokee. We took him out wheeling uh, a few weeks back and, and he had actually had a riot, just a, a, a grand old time. Oh, that's great. And so much so that, uh, that he wants to get a Cherokee himself. So he's, he's been shopping around a little bit and, uh, another buddy of mine, uh, who's an action member. Uh, lives right down the way from me. In fact, I've wheeled with him several times. Uh, he's uh, his Cherokee. He ha- he had a '92 or '93 two door, or maybe it was '94 two door. Um, that he ended up rolling at one point in time. Uh, very interesting story there. I'm not going to get into it now. Uh, but he ended up chopping the back of it, uh, kind of making it more like a truggy kind of. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a lot of work to it, a lot of fabrication work to it. Uh, a little rough around the edges, but honestly, it's a very nice Cherokee. Problem is, is he's having some really nasty electrical fuel and ignition issues. I've helped him out as much as I can, uh, and he's just he's got a ghost in the machine, and we cannot, for the life of us, figure this thing out. So he's gotten so frustrated at this point that he's going to scrap the Cherokee that he has now uh, and possibly step into a late model. Uh, but he so he's been searching around for for a new Cherokee, um, thinking about it somewhere around the $2,500 range to give him a little bit of room to swap over the components that he has and maybe even step into a long arm upgrade kit from like rough country or, uh, possibly even Iron Man Andy. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's going to be very interesting, but it's kind of cool that, that, you know, I'm, and, and they're, they're both coming to me for advice, you know, because, Hey, you know, what do you think about this one? So I'm getting, you know, five or six Craigslist links every day through my phone. Hey, can you check this one out for me? You know? So, but it's, uh, it's very neat that, uh, you know, cause it's been a long time since I've been Cherokee shopping. So this is kind of throwing me in the middle of, it. and it's kind of neat seeing what's out there again and, and what people are selling and what people have been doing to Cherokees and stuff lately. Um, obviously, you know, I'm, I'm w- very much focused on my own project, 
but I'm always happy and willing and uh, to help other people uh, either step up and get a new project or help them with the one they have right now. Well, it's like xjtalk.com. Somebody will come on and uh, they're interested in getting a Cherokee and they'll ask, uh, ask us our advice. And, and uh, I, I often respond with, hey, no problem. We love spending other people's money. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like the, the fun of buying something without actually having to spend it. And uh, we don't, uh, we don't, I don't think we, we uh, shove people the wrong way. Uh, I'll tell you what I say. I always say get a 97 plus. Uh, actually, mm-hmm. a 90, a 90, personally, 98, 99 is what I like the best. And you want to make sure it doesn't have uh, an ABS system because if it has an ABS system on it, that means you have a Dana 35 rear end, which is that not is. a very strong rear end. It's great if, if you're just going to be on the road, but if you're taking it off-road, it's an iffy situation. It's a, a ticking time bomb. Uh, it may go off at any time. It may, it may not. So uh, if you if you have if it has ABS, you definitely have a Dana thirty five on it. If it doesn't, it could be either a Dana thirty five or a Chrysler eight eight point two five. And uh, the the ninety seven plus Chrysler eight point two fives are uh, twenty seven splines and uh, twenty nine spline right. on, yeah, the, on the newer ones. Yeah, yeah, you're correct. Twenty nine splines, and it is damn near as strong as a Dana forty four rear. So and well, and, our, uh, and I know I'll get some some hate mail about that, but but that's what I've seen consistently from a multitude of people. Uh, and uh, I personally uh, put 456 gears and my Chrysler 8.25, and there's going to be an ARB air locker going into, into it soon. So I trust it. And uh, Eric Zappi, uh, author of the, uh, the Cherokee Builder's Guide, uh, even trusted. He, uh, he ran 35s, I believe, on his 8.25 for a long time. Uh, he did a lot of uh, a lot of measurements and math, and determined that the the twenty nine spline Chrysler eight and a quarter is roughly about eighty five to ninety percent as strong as a Dana forty four. So, I mean, those are pretty good numbers. And and obviously, this guy is a, is a gentleman who knows what he's talking about. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar with him, please go check out his book. Uh, he definitely knows what he's talking about. It's an awesome publication. Uh, but I definitely trust his, uh, you know, what he's, what he has put in print. He puts his name behind it. I'm going to stand behind it too. Yeah. Well, I've, I've made the personal choice cause uh, I could have done the, the Dana 44 search. And, uh, actually I, I do have a Craigslist uh, search going for a Dana 44 front, but I'm not too sure I would get it. Just, it really depends on the price. You know, it's like one of those window shopping deals. Hey, speaking yeah. of xjtalk.com, I want to, uh, encourage you guys to, uh, be one of our new YouTube subscribers uh, we're up to 385 subscribers now, and uh, I'm, I'm wondering who's going to be number 400. Boy, that, those numbers just keep jumping every single week. That's awesome. We're going to have to do something, a little pomp and circumstance or something for that that 400th. Uh, maybe get them on the show and, and just uh, kind of, you know, hey, who are you? Where are you from? And what are you driving? <laughs> that sort of thing, at the, if nothing else. So, yeah, almost to 400. That's, that's pretty cool. Well, we've got uh, – we definitely have – a few more here. We'd like to go ahead and, and give these people a shout out and uh, give them thanks for for uh, subscribing and taking the time to head over to YouTube and, and finding uh, XJ Talk on YouTube and, and subscribing. And it is easy. And of course, it's free. And we highly, highly encourage you guys to do that. And of course, uh, encourage a friend to do the same. So uh, our first on the list is Texas Redneck. Uh, so thanks for uh, for being a new subscriber. And Thunderhead7, thank you. We've got Shim XJ. That's a pretty cool name. So thanks again for that guy uh, joining up. Uh, he is in uh, the East, uh, Japan, I believe. And, oh, wow. And uh, he was a, a member on XJ Talk uh, back when we had the free uh, Google 
changing of the languages. So he was actually able to read the posts in, uh, I believe it was Japanese. So oh, way cool. Yeah. I was especially happy to, to see his name there on the list. And of yeah. course, uh, Cherokee guy 19. Thank you very much for, uh, subscribing, uh, on our youtube.com slash XJ talk channel. Uh, and, uh, who's going to be number four, 400. Is it going to be you? Well, Tony, I don't know about you, but we've had some very interesting weather here recently. And uh, we had some snow and ice come through the Northwest uh, here last Thursday, Friday. Uh, well, I mentioned uh, last Thursday, it took me about five and a half hours to get home. Uh, last, uh, the last show, episode 115, uh, we were deep into some snow. Uh, it had taken me the longest time I think I have ever spent uh, getting from work to home. It was very interesting. Saw a lot of uh, very neat stuff as I was, as I was driving my Honda home dodging semis stopping in the middle of the freeway to put their chains on and <laughs> and uh you know having to stop every 15 or 20 minutes and de-ice my windshield wipers it was, it was a good time honestly i love driving in the snow I, I love the snow i'm very much at home at it uh it's a lot of fun um it's pretty of course uh but uh but yeah it was it, <laughs> things took a turn for the worst and we got we got another hit uh that came in i think friday night and through uh or came in yeah friday night friday day friday night and then Saturday morning, um, we got some more snow, and then it turned to ice rain Saturday night. And uh, it did uh, give us a nice little sheet of ice all over everything Sunday. And it stuck around through about Monday morning, and then things started to warm up. But through Friday night uh, and Saturday, uh, I went around, and, uh, and myself and a couple other Cherokee owners here locally we went cruising around uh, the the local area and uh, and a couple little towns around here, just kind of making some loops, driving around and seeing if we can't help some people out. Uh, there's a lot of people around here as well, Tony. You've experienced in one of your recent YouTube videos you posted. Uh, you get a little bit of inclement weather and people lose their freaking mind. <laughs> they forget how to drive, and it's no exception here. It happens just about everywhere, I'm sure. And uh, and so we uh, we went around and you know ended up uh, helping out a couple people. There's a few people that, uh, that were having a hard time getting in or out of driveways. That seemed to be the biggest thing. Uh, and it was, uh, uh, it was primarily cars, of course. Uh, I, there was one full-size Dodge pickup that I had to help out in a parking lot. Uh, he just he wasn't going anywhere. Uh, he had the, it, was a bed re, it was like a flatbed conversion of a Dodge 1500. Uh, and he was trying to get chains on, couldn't figure it out, was sitting there spinning his tires. I don't think he had the right equipment or the right size chains, or this, his kit wasn't complete. I don't know. But I was more than happy to help him out and get him back on his way. I helped out over the course of about three days, I think a good couple dozen people, um, giving them a shove, pulling them out, um, you know, getting them tugged into a position where they could park their car and spend the night and, and you know, wait till the, the, the snow started to melt or they could, you know, get a set of chains or something like that. But uh, it was honestly, you know, it gives me a kind of a warm, fuzzy feeling, being able to go out there and help people that uh, that – are less fortunate and, and don't have the ability to own an XJ. <laughs> well said. Well, <laughs> uh, I guess it's too soon, but damn it, man, you got to put that uh, camera into into use in future winters whenever you're pulling out a Trailhawk 2014 Cherokee. <laughs> oh, believe me, I might just call the news station. I'm going to make an event out of it. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give it away too much, but uh, it's funny. Uh, we have a uh, in one of our voicemails. We have some uh, uh, 2014 Jeep Cherokee love. <laughs> I'll okay. I'll leave it at that. 
Well, I've been seeing on uh, on some of the other uh, Jeep sites uh, around the web that there are new cherry there there are KL uh, threads that are popping up now, and there's uh, there's a couple. There's obviously one that uh, I think four wheel four wheel drive hardware has taken on, and and they're the ones who um, uh, on Jeep Forum who I was getting the information for from on one of the uh, one of the stories in this week in Jeep, and uh, and and they are bound and determined to buy any and every aftermarket item as it is released and slap it on this thing in the hopes of doing a buildup of a new Cherokee. And and it's very interesting because, you know, there is a lot of traffic. There's a lot of people that are interested in the new Cherokee. Uh, and and it's both negative and positive. It's funny, I'm seeing a good 50-50 split of people that hate uh, the new Cherokee and the people that hate the new Cherokee. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. I did. I didn't realize See, it that, that was... That was my to, attempt at a bad joke. I had to process it. Uh, wait a minute. He said the same thing twice. Oh, <laughs> it's humor. <laughs> I was actually. Yeah, I do no, have a funny I, it, it is funny, but I actually you caught me while I was looking at the show notes, thinking ahead. These uh, three you. screens of off awesomeness and all the yeah. things I got to click. I'm telling you, Josh, I need another screen because I got I got things overlaying on top of things. And uh, yeah, you know. I've got I've got two, and it's not enough. So I I, I feel your pain. <laughs> But you know what, Tony? All this, all this snow and ice, um, and 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 pulling people around and winching and stuff like that. I did a lot of driving around in the snow and ice, and and of course, you know, you get buses and semi trucks and everything. They put on the big chains and they drive around, and it creates these these this this washboard effect in the snow. Mm. And and it's it's a very rough drive when you get that hard pack, that ice type of snow that that really freezes and uh and and it it makes it for a a very rough ride regardless of the suspension system that you have and even in my cherokee uh you know i aired down just a little bit uh we're driving around and and you get into some of those chain ruts and it's and it and it's it's it takes a toll i mean you got to slow down a little bit regardless of how much you want to go out and rally around you got to slow down a little bit and uh and try and get out of the ruts and into some of the more fresh snow uh versus driving in that well Driving around all this washboard, you know, hard pack ice and snow, um, I, I discovered a new rattle in my front end. And I'm fairly certain that uh, through the course of this last week or so, driving around all the snow and ice, uh, or perhaps my last couple of wheeling trips, in either case, I've, I've determined that I'm about ready for some new ball joints. Now, it's one of the last things that I have yet to do on, the, on that Dana 30 front end. Uh, you know, I've obviously upgraded the steering. I got one ton over the knuckle steering now. Um, you know, locker in the front, uh, larger U-joints in the axle shafts. Uh, I've done a lot of things outside of sleeving and, and chromoly uh, to, the, to the front end of that thing. Uh, but uh, the last thing that I think is on the list is going to be the ball joints. So, uh, you know, I'm going to be doing, uh, being, doing those here very soon. I've got the tools to do it. I just gonna, I'm just going to have to bite the bullet and spend the, geez, what is it, 250 bucks or so for a set of both upper and lower Moog heavy-duty ball joints. Uh, to, to to repair the front end, it's not it's not critical. It's not like the front end is banging around or anything, but it's definitely a new rattle that I picked up uh, at some point over the last few weeks, and and something that's going to have to get taken care of. Yeah, I've kind of been thinking about doing the same thing. I've actually priced out uh, the uh, the press and uh, all the goodies uh, necessary at Amazon.com. And if you guys aren't familiar, uh, I'll uh, I'll remind you that. Uh, well, if you're not familiar, I won't be reminding you. I'll be telling you. So I'll remind <laughs> those that are familiar, and I'll tell those that aren't. Okay, here we go. So anyway, uh, if you're not familiar, we have a deal with X, uh, with uh, Amazon.com. A little banner ad on our uh, XJTalk.com or XJTalkShow.com. You click on that Amazon banner. It takes you to Amazon, 
anything that you uh, purchase, we get oh anywhere from four to six percent of the sale. Doesn't cost you a thing. Helps you support the show and uh, the great forum xjtalk.com. So anyway, I've priced out that stuff too. Now, um, uh, fellow admin and uh, personal friend uh, Matt uh, over at xjtalk.com has told me that you don't have to change them if you lift up the front of the vehicle and take that that wheel and move it, you know, up in uh, in and out at the bottom and the top. If there's no wiggle there, don't got to change them. How's yours? Have you tried that yet? So that is the typical test. And, uh, yeah, you, you know, you can determine whether or not you have a bad wheel bearing by grabbing, grabbing your exactly. tire at three and six and, and kind of giving it a wiggle. You grab the, the wheel at, uh, you know, six and, and, and 12 and, uh, and, and give it a wiggle. And if you have play, that's definitely a sign of a bad ball joint. Here's the thing though, is, is I've been hearing a lot of stories lately of guys who are swapping out their ball joints. They, uh, they do a lift, they change some components on the front end or something like that. Uh, and they take the Cherokee in to have it aligned. And the alignment shop uh, comes back and says, you know, we got it close, but it keeps bouncing back and forth in and out of uh, of spec. Right. And and we determined that that it's the ball joints that have gone bad. And on one, a 92 war wagon, his, his 92 Jeep, uh, had it up in the air, grabbed the wheel, 12 and 6, not a single bit of movement. Right. Uh, you get in there with a pry bar, though, and you get a little bit more leverage on there, and sure enough, you get a little bit of play. So oftentimes it's not, it, it may not be enough just with the, you know, the force that you can apply. And, and obviously, you know, uh, you know, the guy down the street may be stronger than I am. I might be stronger than you are, you know, who knows? So you may not have enough just physical strength to really put enough force on through the tire. And obviously you want to do this with the wheel and tire on because the as you you know you get that that expanse there you open up your arms a little bit yeah more you get leverage a more leverage on right. that exactly so with with that you know even even with that it may not be enough and so you get in there with a bit of a pry bar you start adding a little bit more force and sure enough that's when that play comes out you wouldn't have otherwise seen it so uh, you know oftentimes that that you know grabbing the tire and the wheel and, and giving a wiggle isn't enough to determine whether or not you have a bad ball joint sometimes it takes a little bit more force. Well, it probably would get you back home before you had to change it, but uh, I'm uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the wiggle test for now. And uh, but I may start uh, buying up some stuff uh, at Amazon.com just to have it on uh, have it on standby, so to speak. It seems like those things uh, kind of come up and bite me in the ass at the uh, the worst possible moment. So having the parts instead of having to wait for them to be delivered, even though even though I got Amazon Prime and it's two days, I don't know about you, Josh, but oh, I do know about you. You'd rather drive the Honda than the the Cherokee, so. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but I don't like uh, going to work in something that isn't my Cherokee. Yeah, I uh, believe me. I, I wish I could drive the Cherokee every single day. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun to drive. Uh, I miss it, but uh, uh, honestly, it's it's just yeah, it's just not very fuel economic. But yeah. uh, but no, I mean, Amazon. I'm looking at, at at the page right now. Amazon does have all sorts of ball joints for the Cherokees. Uh, I mean, everything from Moog to AC Delco to Alloy USA even. So um, they have sets even for upper and lower. I just saw right now an Alloy USA upper and lower ball joint kit uh, for $118. And that's times two. That's a four-piece. So that's both sides, uh, passenger and driver, upper and lower, Alloy USA upper uh, or ball joint kit for $118. Uh, and, of course, qualifies for free shipping. So... 
That's very good. Now, Moog is is obviously one um, one of the best brands that you can go with. Uh, I don't know about the the Alloy USA. I haven't ter- heard of too many people running those. Uh, the Moog is really the ones that people seem to be going after the most. So uh, whether or not I'm going to go with those or or another option, I don't know. I'm going to have to do a little bit of research and figure out uh, really what is the best option. I think I'd have a look at those Alloy USAs. I know that they make uh, some nice uh, drive shafts and some other uh, aftermarket parts. Uh, for the uh, for axles, I've got uh, some seals. You know, you probably remember those uh, aluminum seals that uh, go in the end of the uh, the, the Dana thirty tubes. Uh, very very nicely made. I think they they were way overpriced. But oh yeah, uh, for what you get, yeah, a little yeah, bit overpriced. Yeah, but, but I mean they're very nice and 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 very nicely done. So uh, I mean you never see them. You'd have to point them out to somebody. Hey, you want to see my? Let me turn the steering wheel. Get a flashlight and uh, okay, can okay. Well, it's too dirty. You can't see it. But they're there and they're great. Uh, <laughs> so yeah well they're not yeah. to, they're not to be made to be looked at but it, they're so pretty it'd be nice to be able to see them now with mine i didn't get the red ones uh they didn't have the red ones available uh damn it i wanted them but i had to change this is back a couple of years ago when i had to change out the wheel bearing assembly when i had to get the tow home because that one was so bad yeah. Yeah, uh, i remember that video seeing that video that yeah. was uh that was a pretty sketchy video oh yeah and uh, so anyway, since I was ordering the uh, the wheel bearing assemblies from uh, the Timken wheel bearing assemblies from uh, Amazon, I thought, hey, maybe I'll get these uh, these tube uh, Alloy USA tube uh, seals and uh, do them both at the same time. So that worked out. Uh, look very, they look very nice, and uh, I don't have to worry about getting any trash or crap in my uh, in my tube. So looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Alloy USA, they do make gear sets. That's uh, a very common choice. Uh, the people who are re-gearing, uh, Alloy USA is is a brand that you'll find in a lot of Cherokee's differentials. So um, I'm going to have to see if uh, how many reviews I can get on these things. Uh, at, at that price, I mean, that's about half of what I was expecting to spend. So uh, at, at that price, I just may go with these regardless. So we'll see. No, I mean, you're doing a lot of work there, so I would check it out. I wouldn't just go with them. And uh, I mentioned that because I'm a Moog kind of guy too, but I've I've been hearing a lot about how Moog uh, parts quality is going down, that they're, they're being made overseas. Now, that could always be started by somebody that's a competitor. So, yeah, of course. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not sure what it is. I maybe just be uh, uh, repeating something that I've, uh, that I've heard that isn't true. So check it out for yourself. But... Uh, I, if I'm going to go through that much trouble, uh, to take those things out, I'd like to get another 150,000 miles out of uh, whatever I put in, uh, more would be better. Yes, indeed. And of course they got to hold up to the abuse that, well, a guy like me is going to put on it in my kind of wheeling. Yeah, you definitely do. And, uh, I'm hoping to, uh, abuse mine in, uh, here in the near future. Very good. <laughs> Got a tip? We do. It's time for Jeep Tips. During during this last week or so of inclement weather, um, I discussed that that I had the opportunity to help out a lot of people and and get them unstuck and get them back on their way and get back to loved ones and stuff. Um, winching and extracting, covering cars and stuff in snow is oftentimes very risky unto itself. Not only are you putting yourself at risk, um, you know, by by getting out that winch cable uh, and or getting out a toe strap. Obviously, those things could break at any time. You obviously want to take a look at your winch cable or your toe strap, inspect them for any kind of damage, uh, and obviously not use them if you see fraying or or cuts or anything like that. Uh, but when you're 
in the situation of of having to winch out a car, for instance, there was one that was a um, a, a fairly newer model BMW. It's like a three series, like an M3. Um, this guy was out driving around in the snow. This lowered, basically, BMW had no business being out there with you know these high-performance, low-profile street tires. He wasn't really going anywhere. Uh, he had managed to keep momentum enough to kind of get him around, but once he got had to slow down to go into a driveway, uh, found himself very much stuck. And uh, I, 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 it happened right in front of me, so I was like, hey, you know, you, you need some help. Yeah, you know, can you, can you, can you pull me out? <laughs> So yeah, okay. So I'm um, looking around for a tow hook or something, and a lot of a lot of the import cars will have some degree of a tow hook on them, something that a, a well, record. Well, it can, snows in Europe, and so yeah, it makes sense that they'd actually run into this problem. Yeah. So uh, unfortunately, this BMW did not have any accessible tow hook that I could find, and believe me, I crawled around hands and knees in the snow looking for somewhere I could I could hook up to this guy. Couldn't find one off the bat. So I was like, you know, hey, come on, let's get a few guys here. Let's try and give them a push. I mean, obviously, you got to have some degree of traction if you're going to try and push a car through the snow. Uh, this one wasn't going anywhere. Nothing but tire <laughs> spin. So I had no choice but to hook up to him. And uh, the best way to do that for, for a car like that, when you, when you don't have the ability to get onto a tow hook or there's no tow hook available... Uh, is to grab uh, at least something um, in the suspension that is going to be um, strong enough. And I wouldn't wrap it around a spring or a strut, anything like that. Right. Obviously, there's there's too much motion in that. Uh, the one thing that was accessible that I, I was I wasn't worried about um, if I if I had to give them a little bit of a of a jerk uh, was the sway bar. And on on the BMW, the sway bar uh, there's there's a very short section between where it mounts on the subframe of the car. And where it mounts on, um, you know, on the uh, on the part of the suspension, and uh, I wrapped a toe strap around that. I didn't want to get my cable in there because, well, obviously, I didn't want to, you know, have my cable rubbing up against his bumper or anything like that. The toe, toe strap is obviously a lot softer, a little bit more forgiving. Uh, so the toe strap went around the sway bar, uh, looped that around, and then brought it back around to where both eyelets were were facing my winch hook, and hooked those on, and just gave him a very slow, even tug. And uh, I didn't want to have to jerk him. And luckily, in this case, I didn't. I just uh, was able to very slowly winch him out. And, and the, uh, preventing the, the, that jerking action is going to save not only your own rig, um, but also your recovery equipment and, of course, the vehicle that you're pulling out. And, and here's why I'm stressing the importance on that is because there's a lot of people out there that can get very Sue happy very quick. And if you are not paying attention to what you're hooking on to, let's all just wrap it around the bumper here real quick. It's not going to take much. We'll just go ahead and pull you out real quick. And you give it a little bit of a jerk, and all of a sudden, bam, the bumper comes flying off of his car. And guess who's calling the insurance company and potentially the police to get involved with this? Uh, and obviously not the way you want to end that situation. So really pay attention to what you're hooking up to. Um, most of the cars that I pulled out over the uh, last weekend or so were all via tow hooks. I managed to get my winch cable onto a tow hook on the back of the vehicle and just tug them to a point of where they were no longer stuck or where they could find some pavement underneath the snow, uh, get them back on their way or tow them into a, into a parking space uh, where they could leave their car. Uh, without the ability to, do, uh, to get to a tow hook on the vehicle, you have to look for a good solid anchor point. And if you're towing from the back, well, that might be you know something along the, along the lines of an A-arm, uh, might be a sway bar, uh, like, for instance, on the front of that BMW that I had to pull out. 
So it, just make sure that that it's not something that can easily come loose on the vehicle, like a spring or a shock or a strut, something like that. You definitely don't want to be pulling on uh, something like a sway bar or an A-arm or something like that is something a little bit more solidly anchored to the vehicle itself that in, in the worst case scenario, if you had to have some slack in that in that line and give them a good yank, that, that when that tension is, is taken up in the line, that you're not going to be pulling parts off of their car. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, that if there's a lot of tension uh, and that part comes flying off, it could come through your windshield. If you're out of the vehicle or there's bystanders around, they can get hurt. Uh, obviously, you know, winch cable snapping or a toe strap snapping, there's going to be a lot of kinetic energy there that's built up. That energy has got to go somewhere and that you don't want a part or a, a cable or a strap or something going out and flying into somebody. Yeah. So just be very careful, especially there's a, there's a lot of weather that's hitting the south and the east right now that, uh, that people are, well, it's so bad right now, people shouldn't really be going out to begin with. But if you're out there and you're helping folks out, just please take a few minutes, uh, really take a little survey of, of what you're dealing with here uh, instead of just hooking up to the first thing that you see. Uh, but make sure if you can find find one, the tow hook on a vehicle is the best bet. Now, and oftentimes, all it is is just a little, little loop of metal underneath the trunk. I was I was just getting ready to ask that when you said tow hook. Uh, just uh, you know, there may be people uh, aware of it. I haven't had to to tow anybody out uh, in snow and ice because it doesn't happen that often here. But uh, a, a tow hook would be uh, a tow point, any kind of metal circle that it's designed. To uh, you can pretty much tell what it is. You can tell that it's designed to hook onto, and uh, I know I've seen some on the rear of cars. I don't think mm-hmm. I've ever noticed one on the front though. But there again, I haven't done a lot of towing of vehicles. One other thing yeah. I wanted to add was the uh, as far as hooking up the uh, now, now this might seem a little lawyerish to you guys, but mm-hmm. for liability protection, I'm not going to hook up my winch to the vehicle i'm going to give them a tree saver or a toe strap and tell them to hook it up i thought it was awful nice of you to be crawling around underneath that vehicle i'm not the one that's stuck they are so i'm going to i'm going to advise them but they're going to be the one doing it because they are going to be the one doing the liability and furthermore i'd pull out your uh, handy dandy smartphone and take a picture of them doing it so if there's any question <laughs> Whenever it comes time, when something comes off, that it's going to be, well, look, this guy hooked it up. I was helping him. I was being a good Samaritan, and now he's trying to get money out of me for something that he screwed up. Yeah, you raise a good point, Tony. We can file that one under the uh, the CYA category or cover your ass. And um, I mean, here's the thing, though, is that uh, I wouldn't just hand somebody a toe strap or a winch cable and be like, uh, okay, uh, find it. You know, go go find the tow hook or something like that. A lot of people are just plain and simply not familiar with their car. You hand them a to, uh, you know a hook, a, a D ring shackle, or a, or a tree saver, or a tow strap, something like that. Uh, they're not going to know what to do with it. And and honestly, the in 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 a couple cases that I've ran into, the tow strap wouldn't have fit through the tow hook of the vehicle, and so I would have had to have used a D ring shackle, or I would have had to have just hooked up my winch cable. And honestly, you know, going up to the front of the vehicle. Uh, releasing the clutch on the um, uh, on the winch and just free spooling that cable out. Uh, it, it, it's fast. It's snowing. It might be ice raining. Uh, you know, who knows what kind of weather conditions are out there? You may be in the middle of of traffic or the street, uh, something like that. You may be blocking an intersection. Uh, sometimes time might be of the essence. Now, obviously, haste makes waste. 
and uh, could potentially cause damage or, or worse injury. Well, uh, so there, there is there is a fine balance you got to find in there. But, exactly. but you raise a good point, Tony, because if you do just, uh, you know, you, you have to kind of know what you're doing. Um, and if you're dealing with somebody who doesn't really know their car, who has no mechanical uh, inclinations whatsoever, um, they may not be savvy enough. And well, even with some coaching, yeah, you may we'll, have to we'll, get down we'll there keep and do it yourself. This isn't a game of hide and seek wherever you go, here's, here's my expensive winch cable. And do with it what you will. I'm going to turn my back, <laughs> no, <laughs> and I'm no, going to no, count. No. <laughs> and I'm going to count to fifty. And then when I when I'm done, I'm looking for you. You know, no, it's not that. It's like you know, look, there's liability issues with with me doing this. I'm happy to advise you on on where I would hook it up, but ultimately it's your decision. Yada yada yada. It. I know it sounds very weeny, but the alternative is keeping your ass at home and letting these people sit out there. And I'll, I'll add to this because I'm an IT professional. When you involve the person in the problem they create, they think twice about doing it again. Yeah, you, you definitely raise a good point there. That's, uh, that's, that's very good advice. Uh, now, I, I got to say that uh, there, there was a, a Mazda 3, uh, a fairly newer one. I'm going to say it was probably less than five or six years old. Uh, Mazda 3 that uh, I ended up hooking up to and the tow hook was not readily a visible uh, r- readily visible um, I, I had to do some searching it was on the back of the vehicle uh, passenger side just under the trunk and um, there were there was some sort of a plastic splash guard under shield uh, you know between the bumper and and you know the rear uh, rear end of the vehicle and uh, and there was just two small holes that uh, that gave you access to where the tow hook was, and uh, and it was through that that I was able to get my winch cable um, uh, up onto the hook that protruded down below that. And uh, if it wasn't for that, honestly, if the snow had been any deeper, and this was I mean that that was the first car that I that I ended up pulling out uh, Friday evening on my way home from work. I was in my neighborhood, in fact, and I see this kid, and he was a kid. I mean, the kid couldn't have been a day over twenty years old, and um, and he's just sitting there spinning his tires and, and just completely stuck. You know, tennis shoes, sweats, and a t-shirt. You know, not a coat to be found. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, you're not too bright. So here, let me go ahead and help you out. Hey, that's that's <laughs> the way I dress in that weather. Come on. <laughs> uh, I was wearing shorts. Who are you talking about? But uh, <laughs> and crops. No, so I mean, it's sometimes it's not it's not readily visible. It, you know, you got to go searching for it. Obviously, it's it's to to make the lines cleaner on the car, or yeah. you know, protect it from uh, going over speed bumps. Who knows? Uh, but, uh, but you know, don't give up if you don't see, you know, a big hook hanging down below it right away. Uh, chances are it's, it's just tucked up underneath a trim panel or something. Yeah. And it makes it hard, especially if they're in mud. I've, I've, I have pulled people out of uh, mud and, uh, in grass and stuff, and that can be really nasty work. I actually, I think the, uh, the snow and ice would be preferable, but having not had much of experience in that, you probably do get very wet and cold, uh, trying to, to dig around and find stuff. And I would imagine there's even a, a possibility of the, uh, the tow point being covered in ice where you got to chip it away so that you can get something in there. Yeah. Luckily this, uh, on, on that Mazda car, it was, it was early enough in, in every, you know, this whole weather pattern going on there, there was only a few inches of, well, it was probably about four inches of snow on the ground. Um, uh, which is, I mean, it saw you guys over in the Midwest and the East coast to be like four inches. Ha, ah, we get that <laughs> during lunch, you know? So, uh, but out here it's kind of a big deal. Um, the last big snowstorm we got was in 2008 so obviously this kid hadn't even, I think he was probably still in training wheels by the last time this thing, uh, last time we got a snowstorm. 
So, you know, he, there's a lot of people out there on the roads that, at least out here, when you don't, you're in an area that doesn't get snow very often uh, and the snow falls, there's a lot of people that are going to be caught, they're going to be trapped, they're going to be um, found unprepared. And, uh, and us Cherokee owners, well, a lot of us are way more prepared than the average person on the road, and we're in a position to help. You just got to use a little bit of caution, a little bit of common sense, and make sure you cover your ass when you're out there helping people. Absolutely. And it's a lot of fun to help somebody. Uh, just don't be a, a victim of your own help is, uh, is all I'm telling you. And, uh, uh, you know, if it's an, if it's an older lady too bad, I'm just going to help her and, and take the risk. Uh, if it's some, uh, some kid or somebody that has the nice wide tires that are sitting at a 45 degree angle and they, they <laughs> really, really shouldn't have been out there. I'll uh-huh. help them, but you know, and I'll be nice, but you know, they're going to be helping me out a bit, I believe. Because, you know what, Tony, uh, through, through the whole process, I made a whopping $6. I was going to ask about that. I was going to ask if anybody offered, uh, offered to pay. I hear a lot of people saying they won't accept it. Uh, you know, I, uh, I wasn't out there asking. You'd be like, hey, I'll, oh, sure. I'll help you out, but uh, how much money you got? A little you know? something, something, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, uh, you know, I was very courteous throughout the whole thing. You know, ask them, hey, do you need help? Um, you know, yeah, okay, well, here, this is, this is what, what, what we can do. We can try giving you a push. Um, you know, we can try rocking you back and forth a little bit. If all else fails, I'm going to have to hook up to you. I uh, just want to let you know what the, what, you know, what all that involves. And if you're prepared for that and it's, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, you know, at that <laughs> Please, point, you, yeah. you get them, you, yeah, exactly. I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I just want to uh, go home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you get, you get them unstuck. And of course, everybody was just eternally grateful. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, was, you know, I, you hadn't come along. I don't know how long I would have been here. I don't know what I would have done, you know, all that stuff. And, and, and the gratification really is, is, um, is what makes it all worthwhile. Uh, some guy pulled in, he's like, man, I don't have much. This is all I got in cash. Here you go. And I was just like, oh, you know, well, you know, thanks. Okay. You know, that, that's cool. Just, uh, you know, make sure you get home safe, you know, take care of that stuff. So that sort of thing. So, so, uh, any cute girls? <laughs> well, uh, funny you mentioned that. <laughs> now, in fact, that, that BMW that I was mentioning, um, it was, uh, it was the girl that, that popped out of the car first. Can you help us? <laughs> oh, God bless you. I mean, I'm glad that that uh, BMW got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yes, I can. I can't help you. Well, yeah, baby, I can. I can help you a lot. Um, <clears throat> so uh, that's great. And it, it does make you feel like a hero when you can help people out. And, and it doesn't have to just be uh, in your Jeep. Oh, you did mention that you and some friends were out running around. So there was actually a couple of Jeeps uh, at least. And I think I was just thinking that's a, that's a pretty good deal because um, – Maybe I'm looking at the glass uh, half empty here, but uh, you could you could actually uh, line yourself up for a uh, a jeep jacking or uh, a robbery uh, in those situations. So having a buddy with you off road can be just as important as a, a buddy with you on road. You never know when you might get stuck too. You know. Um, well, that's why I, I, I'm a big proponent of not wheeling alone, uh, and even just going out in you know tooling around the neighborhood in the snow. Uh, looking for people to help out. You, you're you're being a good Samaritan. You've got nothing but the best intentions involved, but uh, you know something could happen, uh, and you don't know what that something could be. You could have a failure of a part on your Jeep. Um, you could get caught on some ice or in some ice or worse, uh, end up getting in a wreck or something like that, uh, or getting out of control, uh, whatever. I you know there's a million possibilities that, of things that can happen that can go wrong. Uh, and it's always best to have somebody there with you or, you know, in your group that if, you know, you need to be extracted yourself, 
uh, or you, you run across a rig that uh, maybe is a little bit past your, um, uh, your, your, your winch's capabilities or, or something like that, uh, you've got a team there of people that can get together uh, and, and help out and, and, and end up making a better situation. Exactly. And now for a disclaimer. Jeep Tips is for entertainment purposes only. If you choose to follow these tips, man up and take the responsibility for your own actions. If you cannot or you feel that working on your Jeep is beyond your abilities, seek the help or advice of a trained certified mechanic. So we're going to take a moment here and uh, bring you up to date on our uh, iTunes and Stitcher reviews. Uh, We were fortunate enough to get another Stitcher review, so now we've got two. Come on, people. I know some of you people are listening on Stitcher. It doesn't take but a moment to go over there and give us a stinking review. And when I say stinking, I mean five-star excellent review. (laughs) So we do want to recognize a new new Stitcher review that we got. Uh, Josh, go ahead. Oh, you would have to put me on this one. I can uh, read it. I'm ready. I'm just don't want to hog up everything. No, well, I, I did the lion's share of the talking there for a minute there. Uh, well, the name, jeez, uh, Woasen. I'm sure I'm butchering it. Uh, maybe it was a typo. I have no idea. In any case, we get a five out of five star review from this person on Stitcher. Um, says best Jeep talk show out there. I love tuning in to hear great Jeep tips and tricks. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. <laughs> So big thanks out there to Woasen. Um, I'm sure. Right. Or Wace, maybe it's Wason. Uh, Wason. Jeez, I don't know. I'm butchering Whoa, it. I'm son. sorry. I'm sorry about just completely butchering your name. Uh, hopefully that doesn't happen again. Yeah, but really it isn't our fault because that's not an American name. <laughs> <laughs> In any case, I can barely read my own name, let alone somebody else's. So fuzzy little foreigners. No, we love everybody. Absolutely. So keep those Stitcher reviews hey, this coming is in, Tony. guys. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Nikki G. I just saw something that uh, tickled me, and I, I, I thought I'd share it. It's uh, snowing here in south-central North Carolina, which is it only snows like twice a year, and this is our second this year, so I think we're, we're probably done done for it. But uh, I'm driving into work today, and I see a Wrangler on the side of the, side of the road, and all kinds of mud kicked up. So I, I assumed he slid off the road and got stuck. So as I'm uh, pulling over to offer my assistance, I see that he's not really stuck, but he's winching a Mini Cooper out of the brush. <laughs> oh. which, uh, that just made me laugh. See a little tiny Mini Cooper on a on a Jeep. So uh, Jeep's one, European Auto zero. Take that, Farvig Nugent. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I'll chat you later. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, nicely done, Nicky. Hey guys, G. this is Kyle. Just calling to tell you guys, love the show, and saw myself at the uh, Chicago Auto Show this weekend. Uh, unfortunately, the line was too long; I couldn't get up there and test drive one of those 2014 Cherokees and drive it off the side of the uh, mountain they had <laughs> that you could drive it over there. But be one less to worry about. But keep up the great work. <laughs> we have somebody that wishes to do ill to a 2014 Cherokee, but we have absolutely nothing to do with it. 
Well, can you blame him? <laughs> hey, this is Nikki G. Uh, I don't have much time to talk today. They, they're predicting snow for North Carolina. And as you know, it's a Southern tradition. Whenever they say the S word, we have to run out, crowd the streets, and buy all the bread and milk we can get our hands on. Apparently, nothing says shut in for the winter like uh, French toast. All right, guys, I will uh, chat you later. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs> you know, I posted the other day because <clears throat> I was watching some of my northern friends uh, there on Facebook post about that exact same thing. You know, you could go out and get the milk and bread. And I went, what do you make with milk and bread? It seems like a big milky white dough. And French bread, of course. That makes perfect sense. <laughs> French toast. I'm sorry, not French bread. French bread something totally different. <laughs> hey, I meant what you knew. <laughs> well, guys, well, yeah. uh, sorry awesome, about the awesome. screw-ups that we have here tonight, but, uh, you know, I, I, I really do need another screen because I'm trying to pull up the show notes, and uh, it's like I'm trying to talk and do two things at the same time. I'm bad enough just talking. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to blame it on uh, me needing uh, not another screen, but maybe another uh, couple hours of sleep. And so uh, my apologies, guys, for, for talking over Tony a couple times and and for obviously a little bit of, uh, of uh, some technical difficulties and stuff. Next week, I'll be rested up and ready to go. Yep. Uh, well, that happens. And uh, I think everybody understands this isn't a professional deal. Just a couple of guys with Jeeps talking about uh, Jeeps. Yeah, that's right and uh, having a good time so uh, we hope you are too and uh, we do appreciate all the kind reviews and you being here for the live show we appreciate our live viewers tonight hadn't had a chance to read the comments but uh, i do read them after the show Uh, i just got too many things to do here josh i'm am i whining enough do you you guys feel bad (laughs) well you uh you are over there at the xjtalk.com command center so you definitely have your hands full and guys, you guys can have some fun and get in on the action too. Please give us a call on our 24-7 voicemail line at 530-675-4102. We'd love to hear from you regardless of your state of mind. Uh, so please give that a call and make sure you guys are joining us, finding us on Facebook and Twitter as well, Stitcher Radio, of course, iTunes as well. Make sure you're heading over there and giving us a five-star review. And of course, you subscribe to us on YouTube. Really easy to find there. Uh, make sure you subscribe and please comment on our videos. And, of course, you can find our entire show archive over at xjtalkshow.com. Yep, don't uh, don't be a stranger at xjtalk.com. We uh, we love new members. We've been getting a lot of them. Hey, you guys, well, we've been reaching out to you, uh, always wanting you to come and fill this third seat on the show. We recently asked uh, uh, some folks on Twitter if they'd like to be uh, doing a Wrangler audio segment for us, and somebody's reached out and said yes, a big yes. So uh, we haven't got it ready yet, but I think it's going to happen. So we may be having some more uh, Jeep Wrangler information for you guys coming up on uh, uh, future XJ Talk Show podcasts. So looking forward to it. Yeah, don't miss it. We're looking forward to, to this, guys. We really are. I thank uh, all Jeep owners for uh, watching our show. So until next week, you guys have a great Jeep week. And, uh, uh, well, you know, keep it, uh, keep it safe out there. Ooh, red jeeps are sexy.